Welcome, everybody, to the Snap Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluver, and let's consider this a personal audio journal of mine. A lot of rambling, a lot of random stuff, anything relevant in my personal life that has to do with health, fitness, diet, business, being an entrepreneur, and simply trying to unlock the avenues of personal growth that help me find the most happy, fulfilling, and free life that I can live. I hope that you guys can take something away from the show and maybe find some entertainment in it as well. Thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get to it. We're back. Another Snap Podcast. Uh, I think last week went up on a Thursday because it accidentally didn't load or something. I said it was a Wednesday when I recorded it because it was a Wednesday when I recorded it, but it didn't go up till Thursday. So yeah, and that could have been two weeks ago, honestly. I just remember that happening. So uh, this week, it's going to be up on a Wednesday. And who knows when it'll be up in the future, but here we are. So uh, we went through our protocols today, as I normally say, oh, it's going to be a short episode. First of all, those protocols, I did not time those specifically. I think they went like 40, 41, 42 minutes or 41, 42, 43, just perfectly even probably 15 minutes too long, but perfectly even relative to each other. So that made me happy. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed those. Hope you took something away. Hope that you don't mind me talking through a yawn because that's just what it is here on the snap podcast. And here we go. Away we go. Uh, update on a couple things. I received sort of the last bit of uh, equipment that in my mind would be beneficial necessary necessary for me to fully train at the level that not the level but at the breadth the width I think that's the breadth um, of what CrossFit has to offer as far as what's been programmed. Um, that is, I got a pair of 75-pound dumbbells. Mm, expensive as fuck. Just bit the bullet on them. Just said fuck it and bit the bullet. 250 so dollars or whatever from Rogue. They're nice dumbbells. I mean, they're going to last forever. They're a great investment. It's not just a sunken cost. Some days I someday I could turn those around and probably sell them for just as much or more with fucking inflation. That's gonna be through the roof uh forever. But I got a pair of seventy five pound dumbbells and so I have a pair of fifties, which is commonly probably most commonly used, especially for programmed CrossFit sanctioned events, the open, the quarterfinals, even the semifinals occasionally. Um, at the semifinal level, which is the level I'm trying to make, they will introduce a 70, um, sometimes 100, maybe once or twice, and then a 100-pounder was at the games. So I don't necessarily need anything greater, but just in general, like there's definitely movements where heavier dumbbells than 50 pounds would be great for training. Not even just not even just so much for CrossFit, but like a lot of lifting stuff. Like if I want to bench, right? 
you know, my bench is in the 300 somewhere and I have to do a lot of reps with fifties to kind of get a stimulus that I want. So 75s are a nice step up. Could have got the seventies. They introduced the 70. The 70 is kind of the next step when they go from 50, 35 male, female to something heavier. It's usually 70, 50. I said, fuck it. We'll get the 75s. That way, if they do use a 70, it'll feel five pounds lighter. Who knows if that works? It's like swinging about with a donut on it. I hope so. Not a big deal. Uh, They're heavy as fuck. Brought them in the house this morning uh, because they actually arrived yesterday along with the other couple of things. And they're heavy. It's like like a great stretch, a great warm-up this morning, getting those boxes down. And <laughs> the uh, there's like a front five or six steps that go up to the porch of the front of my place. And they just left the dumbbells down at the end of the steps. Like whoever delivered those, <laughs> they were like, fuck this. We're not bringing these up the five steps and putting them on your on your porch. So also a great item to, to not worry about having be stolen because it's a fucking haul to just pick one of those things up and waddle it away. Um, so we got the dumbbells. Those are going to be good. Mostly used for if we want to do some form of like heavy dumbbell squats, those would get real spicy in like a front rack position. Um, a like a single arm, probably not a double, but a single arm overhead press out doing squats. Uh, that would be a great movement to use them for. And um, lunges, farmer carries, um, fuck, I guess thrusters. If we really want to get dicey with it. Uh, let's see. Snatches, dumbbell snatches will be a big one. Dumbbell snatch, dumbbell clean and jerk. Um, the alternating dumbbell snatch and even more recently, the clean and jerk has become a pretty staple movement in the open, um, which is the first stage and the quarterfinals as well. So, uh, as it gets closer, doing a bunch of 10 minute, 12 minute, 20 minute. Um, EMOM style workouts where you're just hammering out like a set of 10 every minute or every two minutes. Like it's going to get dicey, but that's what we need to get better. So 75 pound dumbbells, check them off the list, right? I've, I've needed those for a while. Um, they also double as a nice, like if I just hold one end of the dumbbell, uh, I don't have any kettlebells, have not bit the bolt on that just because of for the most part. Jesus Christ with the yawning. For the most part, a dumbbell can just double as a kettlebell in, in almost every movement. So um, I can swing those 75-pound dumbbells as well. Um, nice to have. Nice to finally have. The In that order was a pair of 75-pound dumbbells, a climbing rope, and a pair of 45-pound bumper plates. Um, the bumper plates, not necessarily absolutely necessary, but it's something I've wanted to get for a while. 
with my strength numbers um, and training over the, you know, just to make it easy to have another set of 45s is it's, you know, there's a flow of when you're adding weights to a bar and when you're moving up certain weights and like being able to have uh, enough 45s to get me up to at least 315, right? Three sets of 45s, three wheels on each side. And then from there, I can use smaller change plates. You know, we're not, we're not working with over 315 a ton. And then you've got the 25s or the 35s to put on there if you want to put 365, 385 on the bar. We're really not getting over that weight too often. And so now we kind of have a full set. They fit nicely. There was still space in the uh, sort of the storage um, slot little thing that I built for those. They took up no extra room. Um, basically unnoticeable that I added those to my collection or to my my arsenal, um, as well as the dumbbells. There's a, a space next to the other dumbbells where two dumbbells can slide right in. So really nice addition where it didn't really take up any extra space and provided us with uh, some some extra capability. Finally, that climbing rope, you know, a pretty cheap purchase, seventy bucks. Um, probably sounds ridiculous for a lot of people like who don't climb ropes, but <laughs> rope climbs are a part of CrossFit. Um, I don't exactly have the best setup for that. I have a a deck with a beam underneath of it that I can hang the rope from and maybe do like half climbs. Um, most of the work will probably be done strict and from the ground pulling like from a seated position, pulling up, not using my legs and then just a couple pulls to get my feet body off the ground. But um, $70 is over the course of the next, you know, we've got, I guess May, June, July, August, eight and a half months, right? Um, I guess through quarterfinals is like we got like seven, a little over seven months of training. The amount of work I can get done with that with the rope is worth the seventy bucks. So we added that to the arsenal as well, and um, and then we also ordered not in the rogue order, but from Titan Fitness a thirty pound wall ball, which. I have a 14, I have a 20, I now have a 30, I have a 50-pound slam ball, 150-pound sandbag. Um, eventually, someday, when the garage gym is fully built out in like a an actual house, I'll probably have like a 100-pound sandbag as well um, to kind of give me each level for all the different types of things. The 30-pound wall ball was on sale. It's from Titan Fitness. Uh already has one of the cheaper versions but still pretty durable not going to use it a ton it is sort of like that 75 pound dumbbell in the same sense that like when the open gets closer and there's not snow on the ground and i can bear to go outside if it's like 38 or 40 degrees i could put a sweatshirt on um close to the open or quarterfinals i will do a shitload of just emom workouts amrap workouts where you're just doing volume reps, right? You're just trying to accumulate time under tension with a certain implement. And in this case, that implement is the heavier wall ball. Um, 
and I did a few reps and it's certainly 10 pounds heavier. Like it definitely makes a difference. So, um, that's going to hurt, but it's good. Again, another sort of, uh, preparatory tool where you use it. And then most of the workouts or things you're going to be required to do is going to, is going to ask you to use the 20 pounder. So then you go to the 20 pound and it feels light as hell, right? It feels like a feather and your body, um, you know, it's a way to overstimulate and then come back down and you're like, oh shit, I can throw this 20 pound ball all day. So we've added some stuff, had to spend some money, but we've added some stuff and I'm, I'm pretty excited about getting to use that stuff. Um, and that is probably, you know, other than a ski erg, right? I have the rower, I have the echo bike, we have a Peloton, um, I could probably somehow finagle uh, a skier, which kind of is a good tool to train with. Not necessarily going to be shown up in a in a competition, but I could probably finagle one of those into my garage. But we're we're at about capacity here with what we've got uh, storage wise at our current place. We already have to store the. You know, I'm sitting here doing this podcast. I'm looking at the thirty. Uh, 2420 box. I'm looking at a smaller box that I bought for some fucking reason that I thought my wife was going to use. The Echo Bike sits in the basement. I've got a little basket of like knee sleeves and accessories and my weight vest and like my gym backpack, uh, my, my, my belt, my shoes that sit inside, right? So not everything even fits in the garage. Um, and with a baby coming, there's going to be other things that have to come into this house and probably, you know, sift and find their way into the small amount of storage space that we have left. So we're probably done. This is it. Like if I need something else, you know, the biggest things I don't have is like a GHD, right? Which there's GHD sit-ups and a lot of CrossFit workouts. I just have to sort of mimic those. Not that they're great to train anyway, because they're a little hard on people's back, but it's a certain stimulus that you don't always get. I'll visit and train with other people at actual gyms and I'll make sure to use GHDs when I, when I go to those gyms, but it is what it is, right? Like I'm just not going to have a GHD. I'm not going to have a full 15 foot space to climb up a rope. I'm not going to have ski erg, everything else I pretty much have, right? I thought about buying a sled. A sled would have been a little bit, uh, it's folds down and would store nice flat against a wall and I have a wall space for it, but, Decided against it. Um, probably will have one someday, but it was not in the cards for now. So that is that on the update of what we have. I'm going to talk briefly about uh, about the, uh, the, I almost said the 30 rep squat program. Boy, would that be something. The 20 rep squat program. We've already done this once before. I don't want to go into too crazy of detail. If you want the absolute details, and it's not like it's super difficult, but if you want the absolute details of what this program is, uh, just search 20 rep squat program on Google. There will be 30 articles that can come up, um, and you can read all of them, and they're all going to give you basically the rundown of what it is. The protocol um, shifts a little bit um, in exactly how you do it, right? Exactly how many days a week you're squatting. how much weight you go up per session, um, when do you stop, all of that. 
the way that I filtered it into my training was um, in the sense of, all right, you know, for those that want the quick rundown, you started a weight that is calculated, right? Based on um, a five rep max, you go back so much weight from there. The idea is that this puts you at a percentage of your one rep max that is far enough away from like true percentage work, like up in the 70s and 80s and 90s, where if you take enough time with the bar on your back, you can kind of give your legs like a longer rest in between reps. And the set is going to take two to three to four minutes sometimes, but you can bust out a set of 20 at a decently high percentage, um, a, a percentage that gives you one hell of a stimulus without putting the bar in the rack. Um, and what this puts your body through it, and kind of in, induces as far as like growth hormone and strength um, gains and muscle gain is, is pretty crazy. Um, I did this once before. Go back and listen to that. It was from, it was probably the podcast from like November or December of 2021 last year. I put 70 pounds on my one rep max squat in six weeks. That's fucking absurd, right? Um, we're going to find out soon here what I put on my one rep max this time. Uh, I have not technically milked this. That's probably a bad word. I have not squeezed all the juice out of the lemon of this cycle quite yet. Although I did complete it front to back, I am doing extra. What does that mean? So the way I did it was squatting three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Um, for those that listen to my, my current protocols, the reason I placed the squat days on those days were Mondays, the first day of the week, you're coming off of a rest, a full rest day, the only full rest day that you get. So you feel the freshest on Monday. Perfect time to, to go after some squats Wednesday because you are about to get a active recovery day and you, well, there's really no other choice, right? With the way that I do it, I do an active recovery day on Thursday. I'm not going to squat two days in a row on Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, Friday. So there's one day left. It's Wednesday. So the Wednesday one there, that is sometimes occasionally if you do this cycle, the hardest day, uh, because it's the third day in a row of hard training before you get a little bit of a pullback. Um, Saturday is usually the hardest day because even with a Thursday recovery day, you're still, I'm, I'm still doing a little bit of exercise, still going through some sort of intensity and movement. And, um, the Saturday is the end of a long week of training. You're right there. You're close to that Sunday full rest day, but, uh, yeah, Saturdays are, are difficult. So I would do it Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, three days a week for six weeks. That equals 18 sessions. Every session from the beginning, you start at whatever weight it spits out for you. Mine was 230. That was strategically so that I could finish on 315, three wheels, right? Because it's cool. Um. And because actually what the numbers said was I should have started maybe a little higher than that. I think I should have actually started at like 245 um, based on the, 
the calculation, but I also knew that um, the idea of this squat cycle and getting through it is also not necessarily meant to be done in conjunction with another 90 minutes of training each day, a lot of which involves the legs. So I gave myself a little bit of leeway. Do I think I'll add? I completed the, I completed it, right? That's the end uh, sort of thing here. I once again got through it. Uh, there are and will be times when you think that you cannot get through it. Um, I remember distinctly in the first um, cycle through the first six weeks I did it and this past one that I just finished, there was two or three days in the middle of it where you're like, you know, you barely eke out. There was one one specifically, I think it was week four this time, um, which means that I would have been somewhere around like the two, 280 mark. Let's see, 315, 310, 305, 300, 295, 290. Yeah, so somewhere around 280 or 285, right? I'm in week four, and I fucking barely got out alive under 20 reps, right? Whether it was a bad day or I didn't sleep well, or it was just, it just so happens to be that in the cycle, that's where, uh, that's where, you know, my body hadn't cu- quite caught up with the strength yet. And then I, you know, it ended up getting stronger over the course of the days after that. I don't know, but there was a day where I almost got buckled by 280, 285. And in my head, I'm like, Okay, well, that almost just fucked me up. In a week's time, I'm expected to do 15 more pounds than this, right? The following Wednesday, I think it was the Wednesday of that week at 285, I was supposed to be doing 300 for 20, and I barely got away with 285 for 20. So in my head, I'm thinking, I don't I don't know if I can do this. But that's the beauty of this cycle is you just take it one step at a time and assuming that you're recovering as, as best you can and you're eating the amount of calories you need to refuel your body and you're stretching, it works. And you also have to, there's another component to this that I'll talk about in a second, but like it works the way that they figured this out and, and the reps and the percentages, it all checks out. Like you should be able to make it to the point where in the beginning you find a five rep max. And that weight becomes your last set for a 20 rep by the end of the six weeks. It's fucking mind blowing. Like it, it doesn't make sense. If you are well-versed in like, like the world of lifting weights and all that, like that kind of gain in a six week time frame is like anabolic steroid level gains, right? <laughs> um, I squatted 335 for five at the beginning of this cycle. Um, I finished with that 315 day. Again, I went 20 pounds back a little bit. Um, and then I decided to take a week off, kind of give the legs a rest, come back a week later, finished on a Saturday, seven days later, I threw on 320. That was four days ago, Saturday. I hit 320. It was a battle, but I hit it. I planned to hit 325 on Friday, Friday or Saturday of this week. Is a week off too little, right? After doing it for three days a week, 
it feels like I'm going years between squat days now. And I start to wonder like, oh, well, is the stimulus wear off if I don't, if I don't do it three times a week. Right. But I was able to do 320. Um, I'm pretty positive that I'm going to be able to do 325. Um, and so we just keep chugging and I'm going to go until I can't. Um, that is why I have not gone and found a one rep max yet, but the fact that I can hit 315, 320 for a set of 20 squats, um, I'm pretty confident that given the the right prep and sort of recovery and lead up into a, a one rep max squat day, I'm hopeful that I can hit 440 on the squat, which would be a, oh, probably a 50 pound improvement this time. Not 70, but 50 is still pretty crazy. That's like eight pounds a week. Um which is insane. So, and it's exactly what we needed. We need to get our squat up. Um, that is sort of a, the main key pillar of my entire training program is getting my squat up, um, as, as well as everything else. So it went great. Um, my suggestion for you, if, if you consider using this 20 rep squat program is that you are signing up for a battle, you're signing up for war. Um, there is going to be a discomfort level on day one that you do not necessarily uh, enjoy or expect. Um, and you're going to, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror or sit there and think, okay, that was day one. It wasn't the end of the world, but it certainly wasn't easy. And part of it not being easy is, is because most of us don't do sets of 20. We're just not used to that. And you're going to, you're going to think to yourself, I don't know if I can do like, I'm not even sure I'll get to like halfway through this thing before I fail, but you have to trust the program. You just have to trust that your body is going to get stronger and and respond to the stimulus. Um, And then even then you're going to, you're going to find places where deep in the set, your body is going to tell you no. Your oxygen levels, your breathing is going to pick up. Your oxygen is going to be low. You're going to be huffing and puffing like you just ran a 200-meter sprint. But you didn't. You have a bar on your back. And you have to stabilize your core and your thoracic and fucking go for it. And attack each rep and drive. And it is not easy. And for me... I don't know if other people experience this, but I have read a couple sort of articles or listened to people who have done it. Um, you get to a place that most squats, squat sets don't take you. A, a bit of a scary place. My feet, specifically my my the arch of my foot, um, the stabilizing back muscles that I'm using to kind of create that table underneath the bar my fingertips for sure and then even my lips right my lips and sort of my i don't know like my mouth area i would start to feel tingles in those areas like the like the the extremities of my body my fingers would tingle that like like they were falling asleep like the blood i just wasn't getting enough oxygen to them 
And I was doing, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can, but you're, you're using every single bit of energy that you have. And as you sit there and you start to feel one, 2% a little dizzy and out of air and a little, a little uh, spacey, you got to fucking buck down and take a big breath and go for another rep. Often there was times where I was at rep 14 or 15 when that started to happen. And I had to battle through my lips tingling and weird sensations for five reps. So you're signing up for a war. But if you want to get stronger, it will work. It will work. So hopefully we took something out of that. I'm extremely pleased with uh, with the results that it's given me. Um, regardless of if I get buried by 325 on Saturday or I go for another three weeks and finally get buried by 340 or whatever it may be. Um, I hit the 315 mark and I'm super ha- happy with that. I'm very excited to see where my max squat is one rep. And um, to keep improving upon that, I'm not going to go right back into a 20 rep squat cycle, but I am going to start a new sort of pretty intensive squat cycle. That's a little different. Um, That includes front squatting, which I very much need. And uh, if you want to be great, you want to, you want to fucking make progress. You want to be competitive. You have to do the things that make, make your lips tingle a little bit. You got to go to a place, a dark spot um, and you got to fight. And um, it's a really fun mental battle as well as a physical battle. So I'm happy with it. Um, If you have any questions about it, hit me up if you, if you uh, are thinking about doing it and uh, Godspeed, if you do, otherwise I hope you guys got something out of this, uh, got something out of this episode and we'll talk next week about something. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week, but we will be back till then. Peace.